Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. Hope that you're doing well here today on Monday, October 16th, 2023. Duke football, a winner, 24-3. The Blue Devils defeat NC State to improve to 5-1 and one on the season. Riley Leonard did not play in Saturday's game. It was Henry Bieland the fourth, and we'll talk about his performance and so much more on today's show with our good pal Jordan Mann. If you have not done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure that you also watch our show each and every day. Subscribe to our YouTube channel over there. Like the videos. Share it with your friends. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. And I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. So without further ado, let me bring on my good friend, the aforementioned Jordan Mann, fired up and excited about Duke's win on Saturday. Thanks for the time as always, Jordan. Here we are, halfway done with the regular season. And Duke's got a five and one football team. Yeah, I mean it's it's incredible. Like who could have seen it coming? Well, I had them tending to not to brag, but we're we're halfway there, JJ. But no, seriously, in all seriousness, like what a what a star for Henry. I know the stats don't pop out four of twelve, as we'll dive into. But I mean, you come in against a front six that's one of the best in the ACC, and Peyton Wilson arguably probably the best linebacker in the ACC, and Duke held him to three points on a negative one yard possession so it's just crazy this defense that duke's had right now and yeah sky's the limit for this team duke is one of only five teams in the entire country averaging uh, less than 10 points a game that they're giving up on the defensive side of the football so truly one of the elite units that we're seeing in the sport so we'll continue to talk about the defensive performance i want to dive into henry Beeland's performance as well but we've got to start with the face of the duke football program player-wise, and that, of course, is Riley Leonard. We were having conversations all throughout last week, thanks to head coach Mike Elko, who was very optimistic and positive about Riley Leonard and his injury uh, progression and rehab from that final play of the Notre Dame game and left it up in the air as to whether or not we could possibly see Riley Leonard play in last Saturday's game. Ultimately, he does not. Ultimately, it's Henry Bieland the fourth that gets the start and played the whole game at quarterback for Duke. But Jordan, just the fact that we were having those conversations, like maybe there's a chance he's out there. It's insane because that's nowhere near where our brains and our thought process was following that Notre Dame game. Yeah, I mean, he has he has a high ankle sprain. And Brock Bowers today literally went has surgery today for a high ankle sprain and is missing four to six weeks. And Riley was in pregame warm-ups throwing the ball around and walking around. He was walking around with a heavy taped ankle, but still that's one week after a severe ankle injury. And so two weeks, but he's still, I mean, he's making progress and he's rehabbing six to eight hours a day. Like Elko said last week's presser. So I don't know what the game plan would be for Florida state, but all Duke really needs to focus on is him getting healthy for the game after Florida state. Cause that's when it really matters for Duke. So a big win for Duke, 24 to three, the final score against NC State. Yeah, 24 to three, they defeat the folks from over in Raleigh uh, to pick up their fifth win of the season. So Henry Beelan is the quarterback. 
a lot of questions about what the offense would look like. Is it a full playbook that we're opening up for a quarterback who's making his first collegiate start against NC State? As we look at this as a whole and we kind of dive in uh, to what we saw, we'll get to Beeland's performance specifically again here in just a moment. What did you think of the game plan, knowing the circumstances that Duke was walking into? I thought it was executed very well by Coach Johns. He had a certain game plan, and you could tell the first – I mean, the first possession, obviously, the interception happened, but it was just a miscommunication uh, with Jordan Moore. But after that, like, Duke was running, and it looked like Duke was just going to run the ball, run the ball, and then right when you think Duke's going to continue to run the ball or short throw, he throws a double move on you, and then it really opened everything up after that. So – like I said, I know it's four of 12, but four completions for 107 yards. Like Duke had some, I think Duke had like three or four plays where it was just massive gains. And then the rest of the offensive plays was stagnant. But first half, Duke saw, like gave them a lot of looks, gave uh, NC State a lot more looks. But once you had that comfortable lead of 24 to three, and it could have been 31 to three, Calhoun had a punt return touchdown that was called back for a holding that did not impact the punt return. And I think Duke just kind of shut it down the second half of like, hey, no need to throw the ball. He threw one pass in the second half. Let's just run the clock out. Our defense is not going to give up any more touchdowns, let alone three, and we're going to come out of here with a win, and that's what Duke did. Yeah, that's about as good as it gets. The first pass attempt by Beelan was intercepted. So you're like, whoa, what are we walking into here? This obviously is not Riley Leonard. Fortunately, though, the defensive performance did not let NC State do much of anything at all. They did score off of that interception. So 90 seconds into the game, NC State puts three points on the scoreboard. They do not score again. No, they don't score again. And the funny thing is I've clipped it on Twitter. MJ Morris said after the game that Duke didn't beat them, that they beat themselves. And it's just like, well, if we all watched the game and it seemed like <laughs> Duke's defense just did not let you do anything you wanted to do. And the Duke offense – I mean, Jordan Waters, man, Can we talk about him. One of the most underrated players in the country now. I think he's at 10 rushing touchdowns. He had 123 on the ground to, uh, Saturday. Like, the guy is – it's a truck, first off. He's going to run you over, and he just gets to the end zone no matter who the opponent is. Big-time win for Duke. The offense made some big-time plays. The defense, all in all, the big winner on Saturday. And we'll keep talking about this game and what's next for the Blue Devils after we take out our first time out here on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Locked on Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. These days, you want to find the best place for your tickets, and Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind with your purchase. So continue to utilize Game Time as you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in two seconds with two taps. It's that quick. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats, exclusive flash deals, and sponsored deals for tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. 
Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Another sponsor we want to let you know about here today on Lockdown Blue Devils is our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks has been my go to when it comes to daily fantasy as of late. It's the most fun I've had, running up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then place your entry. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. With the prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play, even if one of the players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sport platform with injury assurance. That's pretty awesome. Go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks is a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside Jordan Mann at Duke FB Fans on Twitter. Tell me about some of the fun that you've been having online as of late, because I know people have really, really, really been loving your content behind a five and one football team. Well, I mean, I've 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 dug in the trash per se. I've trolled <laughs> UNC and I've trolled NC State today, so my mentions are kind of going crazy. But it, it, honestly, it's it's a great and exciting time for Duke football. I mean, this is stuff that you and I have dreamed about. Seventeenth in the country and. Duke's as relevant as really any college team in the country. I mean, Duke's playing now ABC again, the second time, JJ, that they're on ABC. And then you throw in the Clemson game where they're the standalone game. Like Duke's getting a lot of eyeballs. And with a lot of eyeballs on TV, they're going to get a lot of eyeballs on social media. And so, therefore, yeah, the Twitter is uh, – Duke football Twitter is going crazy. And that's that's what the team deserves, honestly. They deserve all of the credit. Well, let's talk about years to come for just a brief second. What the eyeballs hopefully will continue to pay off in terms of recruiting because now Mike Elko was already able to put together a really impressive first class, uh, kind of promising recruits on what the future of Duke football would look like. Look at this now and the ability for high school recruits to see that, uh, yeah, this guy's kind of a man of his word. Like these things are coming to be true. Yeah, and depending on like those classes coming in right now, depending on the recruiting service you go through, I'll just say like on three, they have Duke has three or four four stars coming in. And on 24-7, I think they're two, but they're both Tyler Cherry is one of them who's a QB that's coming into Duke, and that kid is unbelievable. He is Duke fans are gonna love him. And then Paul Menke is a four-star safety coming to Duke. And for fans that don't know, he was at the Duke Notre Dame game with the shirt off going crazy and he chose Duke over Notre Dame. And it wasn't like he was the backup plan for Notre Dame and chose Duke. He visited Notre Dame official visit and Notre Dame was like, you need to commit right now. And he said, no, thank you. I'm going to Duke next weekend. And then he went to Duke and he committed. So like Duke's next class this 2024 class is really going to be special. Excited to see it all come to play, the place that they can make out on the football field. But we've got a season still to navigate through here. And with that being said, we've got the big game coming up against Florida State. Questions again on that quarterback spot. Is Riley Leonard going to be good to go, or will Duke have another week 
with Henry Bielen, the fourth under center, playing quarterback for them. We look at Henry Bielen, again, the numbers, four for 12, 107 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. So uh, 50% of the passes he completed found their way into the end zone, Jordan, is a positive way to kind of look at it. If folks didn't watch the game and they're simply looking at those numbers, when you see somebody make their first start, let's break down those incompletions. Were these a lot of dropped passes, uncatchable balls that were thrown, throwaways like Riley Leonard is known to do to keep the play alive? It just goes down as an incompletion. When you look back at kind of those 12 attempts, what did you see? Yeah, a couple of them were drops, maybe even three. So there's three more right there. Seven and 12 is not bad. And two, he did throw away just to get rid of it. And so that, like four of 12 is very misleading. And I know Jordan Moore had a pivotal drop in a third down when Duke was driving. The possession started at their own five. They got cross midfield. And it was a third and six slant. I think it went right through Moore's hands. But Duke punted. And in a game like that, the drop, did hurt, but Duke went from their own five and punted inside the 10 against NC State. And this type of game was all about field position. And so even though that drop hurt the possession, it flipped the field. So, like, he did enough. Like, And then one thing he did was that run. He had a 26-yard run inside. That was a part of the drive. It was second yeah. 17 or 19. Duke had three straight penalties against them on offense, and he tucked the ball on a read option and ran 26 yards for a first down with his back against the wall. Like he made winning plays for Duke and they were, there were a few of them, like they're a handful, but that's all you needed for a guy who with his first career start against, like I said, a really good defense. Does that give you more confidence in him for what he could be as a ACC level? For me, absolutely. Like I, mm -hmm. you want to see it out there on the field. Uh, it feels like almost a trap game of sorts, for Duke because they do have these just massive road tests coming up on their schedule over the next few weeks. You don't have uh, one of the top quarterbacks in all of college football and Riley Leonard on your side. And, and while, again, the numbers not eye-popping in a good way, I walked away still feeling much more confident in what Henry Bielen could be for this program. Oh, yeah. I mean, this past game, he was a game manager. But you know what? He's 1-0 all the time. He has the best <laughs> percentage in Duke history right now. So, But I do believe in King Henry. King Henry is a guy that, like Elko said, too, in his press conference, he's going to get even more confident now after his first career start. And it wasn't like Riley's first career start last year against Temple. It was a really good opponent defensively, and he did his job. And if he goes against Florida State, so be it. And Connor and I will dive in on the Big J and Little J show about what Duke may or may, what we recommend they may or might may not do, like rest Riley and maybe rest some other guys and then just focus on Louisville. But with that being said, I'm excited for his future, regardless in a Duke uniform. Like he is going to be a bright spot for Duke. All right, let's go touchdowns. We, we, we talked about them briefly. Um, we'll, we'll save the Calhoun touchdown uh, for the end, because there's a lot to take away there. The other two offensive touchdowns that Duke was able to score on Saturday, break those plays down for us, Jordan. Yeah, the uh, the uh, Jeremiah Hazley, his first career touchdown. Shout out to him, Jeremiah. He, he started uh, his first career game. Uh, Nikki Damolin. Nikki Damolin did not play for those. Yeah. That, you know, that was someone that we thought could factor in, has factored in all season long, and he's not available. And the next thing you know, you got another tight end stepping up. 
Yeah, and Hazley, uh, he had two catches. The first catch was right before the deep ball to Calhoun, that we'll talk about. And on that play for Calhoun, he had a huge block that made it all happen. And then uh, real quick to set up that, shout out to Trey Freeman. The linebacker for Duke has absolutely balled the last two weeks. I think he had 13 tackles last week and 14 this week. And he's just been – he's been a maniac. He had 13 tackles in Notre Dame. He had 15 against NC State. We had an interception, set up Duke first and goal, first play to Hazley touchdown, and then Jordan Waters, the other touchdown before we get to Calhoun, doing what he does best, just found the hole. And I did not know he had the burners like that. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I don't know if he's going to outrun people for 83 yards, and he smoked that secondary. And so Jordan Waters is just – he's and he's a do-it-all back for Duke this year. I'm always so worried you're going to get caught from behind, right? Just so worried that you get caught from behind. Like, like shout-out on this Monday. I want to give some love to a former Duke Blue Devil, uh, Jamison Crowder, a big-time punt return yesterday for the Commanders, nearly housed one but he kind of ran out of gas inside the 10-yard line and ends up getting tackled there. That's always my one concern, Jordan, when you're so excited for the big play. The end zone is right there in front of you, and then you just kind of slow up a little bit because you've been putting in some work to get that open. Yeah, Crowder, that's funny. My brother is a Commanders fan, and he was young at the TV. Thinking <laughs> that he got a and all of a sudden, he got tripped up, and I wanted him to score a touchdown too and made Duke look even better on Twitter. <laughs> We'll take it. He's I love Crowder, but yes, that is I think of Stenson too against Clemson. How epic oh, would yeah. have been the scoop and score would have been housed instead of tackled at the thirty, but it's all good. I love it. All right, so now this play, Jalen Calhoun, uh, nearly broke the internet, and and in a lot of ways, I'm saying that because of the clips that you put out there around this play, Jordan. But a, a stop and go, and just housed another big time play so so many different ways to look at this because uh just the moves that Calhoun had the blocks that you want to bring up Henry Beelan needing to connect on his first kind of big time throw to not overthrow not underthrow anything like that just this whole play was perfect yeah I mean that's what the beauty of football is like you see it well, you see water, you see QB wide receiver and think that's just the connection, but then there's just more to every play. I mean, there's a reason why 11 guys are on the field for each team. And Beelan first started off with the shoulder fake that really got the DB to bite, and that was a step one. But step two was Hazley started the right side of the line, and I clipped this on Twitter too and posted it recently within the last hour or two. When, when the ball is hiked, he went from the right side to the left side, and he just lit up a defender for NC State, and it made three other NC State defenders hesitate because he hit him so hard that he blew up the angle or the line where the other NC State guys were going after Beelan. So they stopped, and with them stopping and freezing, it gave him that half a second more time to hit Calhoun. And the hitch and go, man, yeah, that clip is going to forever live in Duke football Twitter glory because he absolutely toasted that DB for a touchdown. 24-3, the final score. Duke defeats NC State. Now they've got a big-time matchup against Florida State this upcoming weekend, and we'll talk about that to close out today's show after our final timeout here on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Let's talk about our friends over at Athletic Brewing. I absolutely love these guys. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, that are full of flavor and well-crafted. Their brews are so great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. 
over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, golden sours, and so much more. They're fit for all time, so you can drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity that much more enjoyable. Another good part of uh, Athletic Brewing Company is that there are no hangovers ever. You could find Athletic in-store, online, and at bars across the country. The non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use my code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils alongside Jordan Mann. I'm JJ Jackson. So here we go. We've set it up. Big time matchup. Once again, a prime time test for the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, this is their grandest test of them all so far this season. A road game at Florida State this Saturday. Prime time matchup. A conference game. A top five, top ten team in the country in the Florida State Seminoles. I mean, this is going to be as difficult as it gets for Duke this season. Yeah, I mean, Duke is going to be on the road on ABC against Florida State, a team that Duke's 0-19 all-time against. And so to take away from the Little Giants, you just need one time. They can beat you 99 times out of 100. <laughs> but maybe we can save that for uh, the AC Championship game. So if Duke drops this and they win out, we'll play them again in the AC Championship game with the healthy Ryan Leonard. There you go. But that's what, that's what the goal should be for Duke is just to come in and I mean, they're going to come in and with a focus and try and shock the world because the line opened up. I think it's like 14 right now, a two-touchdown favorite for Florida State, a team that went to overtime against Clemson, who Duke beat obviously in week one. And I know two different circumstances at Clemson is different than at Duke, but still they almost slipped up against Boston College. So you, as good of a team and a front four they are, how, really, how sharp they look against LSU, they've shown some – laziness at times against a inferior opponent and so hopefully Duke's ready to go and I cannot wait for that 730 game it's gonna be awesome all eyeballs once again on Duke football this time on the road though in one of the most hostile environments in all of college football certainly in the ACC and uh, yeah let, let's speak that all week long because we want to speak this out of existence and I love quoting the little giants it just takes one time we've never beat Florida State before no. And no, we never happened. No, never beaten them. And I think like four, I'm exaggerating, but I really think like 13 of the 19 losses have been by 14 or more. Like, I don't think they've been close and maybe even 15 out of the 19, maybe even 18, JJ. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I cannot remember a time where Duke played Florida State. And it's like, dang, we almost Might have a chance here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's never been the case for Duke and Florida State. And obviously, that happened like in the early 2000s, late 90s and early 2000s was really when they played. And then they took a break with the Atlantic Division and Coastal and stuff. And uh, I think they've played maybe two times, two or three times in the last like 12 years, 15 years. So yeah. it's taken a break. But yeah, I can't wait, man. It's going to be exciting. And hopefully, hopefully Duke's healthy. If Duke's not healthy then the line makes sense because you just never know. Duke keeps everything so close to the chest. Like 
The Notre Dame game had no idea Graham Barton was going to miss it or Miles Jones was going to miss it. And then yeah. uh, the previous game, NC State didn't know Nicky Dalmolin was going to be out. And obviously the whole thing around Riley Leonard, is he going to play or not? Even Duke teased a little bit on Twitter posting his jersey. And I was like, oh, my gosh, is he really going to play? But So you never know with Duke. But regardless, I have confidence in the guys. It's it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Let's go shock the world like they've been doing all season long. That would just be absolutely epic uh, if Duke is able to do something like that. So a big test coming on Saturday. Before we get there, though, uh, on Friday night, we'll kind of end with this. You've got a lot of awesome content, I would imagine, coming this week. You're fired up. Make sure you go check out at DukeFBFans, but also at Coach J Man on Twitter because it's not just football with you, my friend. You're talking about everything. And so on Friday night, the world gets to see this 2023-2024 Duke basketball team for the first time ever. Countdown to craziness. It's a who's who and recruiting expected to be there, including Cooper Flag. I mean, how fired up are you for this weekend in general? Uh, that Don't forget, man, we get countdown on Friday night too. Yeah, I mean, Duke is the Duke's a do-it-all school right now. They have <laughs> everything. They're in the national spotlight forever. <laughs> We love it. But, yes, Countdown to Craziness is going to be – I mean, it's always a show. Like, it's always a great production. It's very entertaining for the fans. But, yeah, it's going to be even turned up way more with Cooper Flag coming in, and I think he's going to really love that environment. Why wouldn't he love that environment? It's Countdown to Craziness. And, yeah, it's just exciting time to be a Duke fan right now. And Duke basketball fans, it's not too late to hop on the Duke football bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, regardless of what happens against – Florida State and at Louisville when Duke comes back home Thursday against Wake show out because this team is special just like Duke basketball it's gonna be awesome for sure and we'll be following along Jordan as always thank you for the time man we'll have to do this again sometime soon okay looking forward to it JJ all right that's Jordan man joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils so much fun with that guy and always love talking about Duke football wins 24 to 3 over NC State and also just what a big uh, time Friday night we've got coming up with Countdown to Craziness. That's going to do it for our show here today. Thanks so much for your support. Be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Like this video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to keep on climbing. Basketball season right around the corner and tons of great content coming your way. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and Good day.